Well, good afternoon, y'all. <clears throat> and welcome back, students, uh, to school. First day of class, right? <clears throat> Halfway through. Or you might be finished with classes today. But we're here in the middle of the day to receive strength and courage uh, from the Lord. And today we celebrate an incredible uh, young saint. Um, her name is St. Agnes. Powerful little saint, early, early martyr of the church. Um, she was martyred. She was a virgin and martyr. She was martyred whenever she was 12 years old. Um, and she was under at a time of the Roman Emperor Diocletian. Uh, this was in the, the year around 280 to 305. That was his, his reign. Diocletian was a very uh, wicked man. Uh, he is responsible for a lot of the martyrdoms of the early church. St. Philomena was killed by Diocletian and many, many others. So anyway, St. Agnes, listen to St. Agnes' story. She's, she's a champion of women. Um, she is an incredible saint. And her story, whenever you see her, she's always holding a little lamb. She was a very beautiful little girl. Um, and at 12 years old, of course, the Christians were being martyred, and she wasn't left out just because she was a, a cute little girl. Um, if anything, she had a greater target on her because she was so strikingly beautiful. Um, the Roman emperor Diocletian wanted to marry her, and she refused. At 12 years old, she refused. She said, I have one spouse, and that spouse is Jesus Christ. And so he tortured her, and she ref nothing wavered this little girl's faith. Nothing wavered her. And so they said that as she was being brought to her martyrdom, um, she had chains around her wrist and her, and her feet, and, uh, and she was so little that the chains just simply fell off. And they said people that were watching her, I mean, this is historical stuff, people watching her um, to go to her martyrdom with such courage that they were weeping because of this little girl's courage to lay down her life for, for Christ. And so she refused, and they said, even the man who was about to behead her was in tears and trembling because of what he was having to do to this young little innocent girl, right? So one of the things, she's uh, the uh, patron saint for, for young people as well as for modesty. Why modesty? Because whenever um, they thought that to humiliate her even further than what was about to happen to her, um, they would strip her of her clothes so she would be exposed to the whole crowd of people. And, and they did. They, they stripped her of her, all of her clothes. Um, and God allowed a great miracle to happen at this point. He, he protected this young little virgin. And um, many, many people in the crowd, historically, they said, turned their faces. They didn't want to look upon her with any sort of impurity. But one guy did. He looked upon her, her body with lust in his heart. And it was a miracle that happened. A bright light struck him, and he was struck blind. And his, his buddies had to pull him out of the crowd, half dead and terrified. Like God protected this little girl's modesty, right? And I just think it's incredible. And the, it, the, the story ends, um, I love how the bravery put this. It says, um, Later, her fidelity to Christ was proved by flattery and offers of marriage. But she answered, Christ is my spouse. He chose me first, and his I will be. I love that. Twelve years old. He chose me first, and his I'm going to be. She was unwavering in her commitment, being led to the sword. Right? A great, a great, great, great example for us today. Because I believe in our society today, as probably with every society, modesty is always attacked. 
Satan hates modesty. He really does, right? And in our society today, man, it's getting like even worse, right? Um, it's, it's, our eyes are exposed to too much. We can go on the phone and see all sorts of immodest images, can't we, right? Many times we'll wear in public those clothes that are supposed to be worn in the gym, right? And immodest clothing, stuff that's too tight on guys or girls is what we would say is immodest. Why? Because it, it makes my eyes begin to wander. It puts images in my head, and that's where Satan starts. Satan starts here. That's, that's the way he goes. He always starts with an image, and then it goes into the heart. And then once it's in my heart, I act on it, right? And so if we can <clears throat> have too much revealed to the eyes, well, man, the, the, the mind begins to go, right? And so I believe that in our society today, we need to have St. Agnes as a champion of women, as youth, um, to, to bring about a new sense of modesty. Modesty says, I respect myself so much that I'm not going to let you look at me with immodest glances. That's what modesty says, right? And so it respects this body. This body's a temple of the Holy Spirit, adorned with virtue, right? And so I believe that we're at a time in our society where we should look. I remember going to, his, uh, to Europe. You couldn't walk into a church with shorts on, even if they went down to your knees. They wouldn't let you. You have to walk out. And look, this is Italy. Those, they're some fleshy people. <laughs> Europeans, oh my gosh, they might have a little, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, but they have enough respect for God that they won't walk into a church dressed immodestly. There's people standing at the doors. You can't come in. But God loves me the way that I am. It's okay. You've got to love him and respect the sacredness of what this is all about, right? And so you either have to wear a dress, or if guys, you can't walk in with a tank top, can't walk in with shorts. Why? It's the house of God. It's a sacred, right? And so I believe in our society today, if we would rekindle this beautiful virtue of modesty, you would begin seeing it, it goes against the, the pornography images that we have and the culture that we have in our world today is this attack on immodesty. So we as Catholics begin to rise up and say, no, I'm not going to allow that. I'm not going to dress like that. I won't allow you to look at me like that. Why? Because I'm made in the beautiful image and likeness of God and, and I demand your respect. I demand it by the way that I dress. You know, one of the things that happens with priests, and I remember having this conversation, and I may very well start wearing my cassock one day because of this. I remember having a conversation and with a seminarian. And he said, you know what, whenever I'm a priest, I'm going to wear my cassock all the time. And I was like, well, well why? You know, it's, it's seen as the, like the hard right-wing trad kind of guy. Don't want to be stamped and labeled. And he said, because whenever we dress up in our clerical suits, we look like we're in a tuxedo's. And people will come to us and say, wow, you look handsome. But whenever we dress up in cassocks, he said, it's a sense of the sacred. And they never tell, when I dress up in my cassock, I've never had somebody tell me, you easy on the eyes, Father. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But it does. And so there's something in that, right? And so whenever, I'm not saying that everybody has to go dressed like Little House on the Prairie. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, but modesty, modesty, 
demands me as a guy to respect you. And modesty from a guy's point of view demands girls to respect the man. And so let us pray today to St. Agnes, this beautiful little saint, right, who would rather have had her head chopped off with the sword than to betray Jesus. Jesus would have rather strike a man blind than to look upon her little innocent body in lust. So let's pray that the Holy Spirit enlivens all of our hearts, not just women, all of us, for a profound respect of modesty. And when we do, I'm telling you, you will see great things begin to happen within our own hearts and within our friendships and relationships. Amen?